saw me looking up in a day. Sitting there thinking about better day. And then you came around with your blue eyes. And now you're clearing up all my gray skies. See me doing my little dance. You gave this man a second chance. I hope your love will never stop. I'm gonna keep on doing that monster hop. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to Talk Story Podcast. I'm Scott. And I'm Ken. And the date today, for me, it's actually February 5th. For uh, Ken, it should be February 4th. That's because I'm on the East Coast, and where are you at, Ken? I'm back home in Honolulu, Hawaii. Sunny Honolulu. Oh, man. Yeah, that's right. I kind of miss home. Almost. You do? No, no really? I. No, actually, you know what? I take it back. I, I don't miss home. You know, I, I miss, um, I miss people and familiar things. I actually, I'm starting to really like it here in Washington D.C. You know, okay. I've, I've, I've got this job working at uh, a nonprofit consulting firm. So, you know, it's been, it's been kind of interesting up here. I, and I really like uh, the independence. I like living by myself, and I like being in strange places because. It's really interesting to learn about other people's culture. Um, that's sure. I think it's a very prominent facet of living in Hawaii. We're very multicultural, and so for me, the yeah. idea of being a foreigner and being a tourist is is it's appealing because usually the shoe is really on the other foot. But, that's a that's a pretty good little introduction to our our podcast here. That's I mean, we good. did talk a lot about that the last time. Yeah, so, we did. Yeah, if you wanna if you wanna hear more about that, then go and listen to the last one because, yeah, this one's not really gonna be so much about that. So well, you know, it's fine. Well, the first podcast is up. You know, we're up and running. We're on episode number two now. It is it's uh, episode two. eleven downloads so far. So we're we gotta start somebody's fucking listening. Eleven whole downloads. That's a trickle. Eleven downloads. It's, yes, it's that's definitely a, a start. But it's out there. It's out there in the ether now. It's it up is. here on the on the internet. Oh my god! On the uh, interwebs, as it were. Yeah. So yeah. So what's so what's new, dude? It's, it's been a little while. What's going on? Ah, uh, yeah. DC's been kind of crazy lately, man. So um. The weather. Yes. Yeah. Tell I, me about the weather. How fucking cold is it now? Uh, I don't know. It's actually pretty warm right now. So I think it's in the upper thirties, maybe the lower forties. Which, mm-hmm. strangely enough for me, uh, I walk outside with, you know, no scarf, no hat, no gloves in this, and, uh, you know, I'm... You're getting used to it. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting used to it. But it's been kind of a... Experiencing winter is kind of strange. It's, and it's, it's actually been kind of a, a record winter, so... A record? Record how? Well, uh, I, we should probably start the story off at you know, somewhere else. So basically what, what I do here is I wake up a little bit before seven cause you know, I got to work at nine. So All right. my routine in the morning, uh, you know, I've started, um, turning on the weather channel. So when I wake up, I want to know how cold it is, whether yeah. it's going to snore, it's going to rain, freezing. That blows rain. my mind. That's you. That's, that's what people on the mainland do, right? They watch the weather report to see if it's going to, you know, if shit's going down. It's crazy. I never, I don't really watch the weather report here too often. But that's what a lot of people do, right? Because it's snowing. It's so crazy, and they're like, "What's going on?" So, what what do you what do you get over there? What how how is it? You're you're like adapting. It's amazing. You're like transforming right now. 
Yeah, <laughs> and so we had one really good snow day over here. I guess it snowed, I think, about five inches in about four hours or so. That's pretty. Is that a lot? For DC, that's a lot. It is. Yeah. Uh, but we really didn't get hit all that hard. You know, I'm watching a weather channel, and I, you know, I've got friends scattered all over the country. So I was looking at where my buddies live in in Arizona, and we were above freezing. So I think it was about 36 degrees this morning and i looked at arizona and arizona is at 18 degrees can you believe that dude yeah the storm is going from like albuquerque to maine it's like a huge huge storm apparently and i don't know how you're not freezing your nuts off like what is that movie uh with uh, jake gillahoe where they're burning the books Oh, uh, the day after tomorrow. The day after tomorrow, yes. How is it not like that where you, like, gotta stay indoors? Otherwise, that shit, the frostbite will, like, chase you down. You, like, freeze to death. You're like... (laughs) (laughs) How are you you staying alive? It's not that bad, man. So, you know, I've got a heater in my apartment, which usually I actually leave off. Because if you just close the windows... Then it's it's relatively warm. The building's well insulated, and at work I got All a space right. heater in my little area, and a building's heated as well. So it's it's really not that bad. Insulation but. is critical. Like I mean, do do I'm so ignorant when it comes to like weather related stuff. It's it's amazing. Like how, homes in Hawaii, do we have a lot of do we have the same kind of insulation that houses on the mainland have because it's critical on the mainland you're like you know keeping the warmth in mm-hmm. or letting the heat out during the summer right yeah i guess they're gonna turn on the air conditioning probably about april so you know at that point when i turn the dial down to 50 where it's set at right now then I, i'm sure that it'll it'll get cooler in the building instead of you know warmer when i turn it to 50 now i mean it basically just does nothing that's still damn cold i don't think so I think it's kind of like a just, running theme here. It's damn cold where you're at, and it's warm here. I think we're just spoiled in Hawaii. So what's what's the weather like at home? Fuck, the weather's good. It's fine. It's dude. You know what it is? It's Punahou Carnival tonight, right now. It's, it's not Carnival? even raining. That's the thing. It's not raining. I think it might be dry at the Punahou Carnival. We right it's dry. Now. It's never dry. Okay, so for the, those of you who don't know that aren't from Hawaii. Punahou is a school. It's a school that our president, uh, Barack Obama... A very nice private school. It is. And private schools in Hawaii are better than the public schools, which, uh, from what I'm understanding, is a little bit different from the way that they look at it on the mainland. Yeah, but aren't our public schools, like, pretty good compared, you know, on, like, a national... Level, our schools like the education in Hawaii? No, our, our kids? schools in Hawaii. No, we're getting. Yeah, our kids don't learn terrible. shit, right? Yeah, that's right. Our record is not very good. That's right. No, you you want to go to a good Damn, public a school, then you want to go to school in some place. I guess like Chicago, you know, where Donald Rumsfeld and uh, the kids from Good Charlotte went to school. With, you know, all the rich kids. There's like Good Nobel Charlotte. Are you talking about the band? What's that? Good Charlotte. Where are they from? Uh, they went to school in Chicago, I think. I have a friend that went to public schools in that area, and he said that in Chicago, if you went to private school, that it means you did something wrong. Oh, I see. So, interesting cultural difference. Yeah, but they're they're really hurting in, in Chicago, you know, when I watch the Weather Channel. I, I'm really starting to like the Weather Channel, man. So Yeah? Why? 
Why? So, why? Why do you? Why are you liking the Weather Channel? Isn't it boring and just like okay, this is the weather today? Not it's at freaking... all. Man. Not at all. My favorite part about the Weather Channel has got to be Stephanie Abrams. She's uh, the I guess she's the lead anchor or something like that for the Weather Channel. You know, she's on it every morning when uh-huh. when I wake up, and it's just she's she's gorgeous, man. I love Stephanie. She's Abrams. hot. And it's like the best reason I will watch the Weather Channel. Stephanie Abrams. Stephanie okay, hold on. Abrams. I want to yeah, look should, up a picture of her. You should look her up. Let's see here. I, I look know, her I, up right now. Yeah, yeah. It's just a good reason to wake. Well, maybe not a good reason to wake up in the morning, but good reason to stay on the Weather Channel instead of looking for you know cartoons or turning to FX to watch like oh, the Hulk in the morning or something. Oh yeah, she's hot. Yeah, Stephanie Abrams. She's a brunette. Shout out to Stephanie Abrams. Thank you for making the weather such a pleasant and attractive experience in the morning. I will endeavor to continue to watch your channel when I leave your freezing cold ass state. A big fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So I guess the and other so, the other big so news. So she makes it a little bit easier to watch to bear the weather channel. She does. It makes the weather itself bearable, I think. You know, it's just like the warmth of thinking of something pleasant as you leave the house in the morning. Uh, I guess the other interesting thing that I, I, I saw is that uh, the other day, February 2nd, was actually mm-hmm. Groundhog's Day. Groundhog's Day. Groundhog's Day. So, you know, I turned on the weather in the morning. And did, did you know that Punxsutawney Phil is real? Yeah, of course. I didn't know that. Yeah, like the, you know, like, you, what, you thought it was based on the Bill Murray film? Well, I thought it was, you know, it's a movies, and so... <laughs> no, man, that shit's, like, even the, what is that place called? The Knob, Knob something, the Knob that it's on. The place is real. Punxsutawney. Yeah, it was, it was great. And so, apparently, Punxsutawney Phil did not see his shadow... It was mm-hmm. raining, freezing rain in the morning. It's the morning started off mm-hmm. kind of bad, and the guy, the guy that had that was holding Phil looked exactly like the guy from the movie. So I guess you know the, the yeah, Lennon, they all dressed up in their coats yeah, and top hats and shit. Yeah, the top hats and the linen glasses, the circle glasses. You know, those are those. Are, it's a real tradition. It's the oddest thing. You know, to you just turn on a TV and and see that. I'm so used to thinking of that as, you know, I associate it with. Uh, Bill Murray and Andy McDowell, so... Right. Well, you mean you don't associate it with Hawaii, because here in Hawaii, we don't watch it. We don't... Like, don't not, nobody really knows who Punxsutawney Phil is. I know who Punxsutawney Phil I loved Groundhog's Day. Well, that's because you've seen the damn film that you thought was based on a fictional place that turned out to be real. Well, it's like Shermer, Illinois. You know, how the hell am I supposed to know? I mean, all the John Hughes movies are full of crap, so... You know what I mean? That's a fictional place. That's different, because that's, a like, a you know, the place that his films took place at, right? That town. Well, see, I wouldn't have even known that Shermer, Illinois was not real if it were not for Jay and Silent Bob. That's true. You gotta give credit where that's due. Yeah. So... I thought that was I thought it was really interesting to turn on the TV and, and see something like that. You know, it brought back a lot of really pleasant childhood memories. That that movie was really big when we were kids, and uh, mm-hmm. I I love that movie. I've seen that movie. I still love that movie. I, I love that movie as well. 
One of my favorite Bill Murray performances, probably up there with uh, Scrooged, Scrooge or Lost in Translation. Excellent. Yep, Lost in Translation. Uh, yeah, he's a good actor. He's funny, but yeah, he's got range. He's good. I thought Zombieland was one of his better films. Oh, I haven't seen that. Zombieland is the best zombie movie, I think. Uh, really? Of the past ten years. Although, I, I, I guess... I will put it in a separate class from, like, twenty the 28 days and 28 months later thing. Those are the scariest zombies ever, because they run. Zombies are scary in general. I was just watching... Uh, what was the Will Smith one? I Am Legend. It was on. Uh, it was on TV just like the other day or last week or so. I was watching it over at uh, my friend's place, and man, that shit is scary. Zombies freak me out because normal zombies, normal, really. normal zombies are slow, you know, and they're like brains, and you know, the, you got time to run away, and they're dumb and stuff. But man, those zombies in I Am Legend, they're fast and they're smart and then there's like the leader zombie and he's like super ugly and strong and yeah freaky stuff i don't know though i mean would you really consider them zombies because they burn in the sunlight so i would consider them more hairless vampires i don't know i guess that depends on the kind of zombie like if a zombie outbreak happened right now i'd be glad i'm out in the middle of the pacific ocean and like the most geographically isolated place in the world you would probably last i don't know how long would you last how is your zombie uh readiness uh i would go through the zombie land checklist which i'm not going to tell you about because i want you to go and watch that movie immediately okay right yes the podcast. Yes. yeah it's got Damn, I gotta educate myself. But yeah. I, I know I know I think I know a few of the rules. Cardio. And a double tap. Don't be stingy with sure. your bullets, Ken. There's a zombie <laughs> out pretty definitely. You wanna make sure okay. that motherfucker's dead. Yeah. Alright, I'll have to watch that shit. Uh other other great zombie movies, I think they've done a really good job adding humanity to zombie movies lately. Mm-hmm. So I think uh Shaun of the Dead one of Edgar Wright's oh, films. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was a really good movie. movie. Zombies weren't... I don't think they were really meant to be scary in that film, but it was entertaining because... Comical. Yeah, yeah. You, you see the development of the character, and that was that was pretty awesome. Right. Yeah, and then the other one to watch, I think, if you haven't seen it yet, TMC's The Walking Dead is excellent. No, I haven't seen that. Yeah, the zombies are kind of... How, it's crazy how popular zombies have become. They've become like a meme in like the last few years. Fucking zombies. Why are they so popular now? Why not werewolf revival or uh, Frankenstein? I don't know. Well, because I, I, I think it's the zombies, zombies... I think the appeal of zombies is that they're the most human of the monsters because... Because they are humans. They are. They really are. That's the thing. But, but the thing is, they're not—they're not like humans. Though once you turn into a zombie, you're pretty stupid. You know, you don't—you don't really know what's going on. You're all lethargic and stuff. You're not exactly—you you don't have your wits about you. Let's say. Well, I'd agree with that, but I also think that—I don't know—maybe it's a euphemism for the way that things are becoming these days, and maybe also it's a way to put people in high-stress situations to look at what it means to be human. I think a lot of entertainment zombies aren't humans is, is is allegory. I well not sure. the development of the zombies, but what happens to the characters, how they respond, and it's you, you mean know, like it's, what if that you could be that zombie? What if you were that zombie? You're the zombie. Yeah. 
And so I think... You could be the zombie. That's scary. Oh, that's the thing that scares us about those movies. That could be you. You don't want to be bitten. You better fucking run. It's not just that. I think uh, probably, oh. I'm going to spoil part of uh, The Walking Dead for you. This is just a fraction of the goodness that is TMC's The Walking Dead. Alright, I'm ready. Yeah. But uh, there's a there's a character. It starts off like all zombie movies and series. You know, kind of like Resident Evil. Like, the character just wakes mm-hmm. up in the hospital. And so mm-hmm. he wanders, he's wandering around. doesn't know what the hell is going on. Doesn't understand mm-hmm. that there's zombies and that it's just not, you know, crazy sick people. And so mm-hmm. he goes back to his house and finds that there's this dude and his kid living in there. And so, mm-hmm. you know, they, they kind of take him in after, and after checking to make sure that he's, he's not a zombie, they bar the windows and the doors and, uh, you know, they, they kind of develop a relationship, you know, and they find out. So that meanwhile, there's a zombie apocalypse breaking out or is there already, it, it already broke out. Like it had been, oh, okay. you know, I guess a few days or weeks or something, you know, but okay, okay. the hard part about this is that, I guess the the dude and his kid that are living in uh, this main character's house, yeah, they they had a, the guy had a wife and you know was the mother of of the kid, and she was bitten and so, oh no, every night she tries to come back to the house so, oh my god that is fucked up dude. He's got a shotgun and his wife is standing outside the door trying to get in. Oh, you know, she doesn't no. look as gnarly as everyone else, but you know it's the that humanity. That is so of it. terrible. Like, that's brutal. You, you know, if that's someone uh, that you so love, what? They don't. They don't. They obviously don't shoot her dead. I'm not going to tell you what happens with it. I think you should. Okay, don't, okay, should that's enough spoilers. Like I've given away that's enough of it, but up. yeah. So if anybody, if one of our eleven listeners listens to this and you haven't seen that series, definitely you should check it out. The season two. That is, see, that's what I'm talking about. That's good fiction. That's like. That's morally ambiguous. That's a gray area. He's like, you know, what What do you do? Your your mother turns into a zombie. She keeps trying to come home. Do you shoot her dead? Well, and there is no right yes thing to no. do because there's no law. There is no and right thing the to idea do. of society really, I guess, looking at that, melting it down, is it important to still be human? I mean, I don't really know the answer to that question. Where do you draw the line is a question. Yeah. It's kind of like I think uh, once you once you turn, well, as soon as you're bitten and you turn, that's it. That's what I say. You're fucking done for. You you let you let zombie mom live. I I don't know. You know that I I, I think even more morally ambiguous. Uh, I just finished reading Cormac McCarthy's The Road. Have you ever have you ever heard of that book? All right, save that. Let's say you're at your house. Okay. There's the fucking zombie apocalypse going on. All right, we're we're back home in Hawaii. In Hawaii, all right. I already have You're a at plan. your parents' place. It's barricaded. It's like it's like Call of Duty zombies. All right, you're boarding up like your windows Nazi and shit. Zombies. And your mom is yeah, and and all of your windows are empty, and it's just you, okay, and and your dad. All right, it's just you and your dad, but. You're at, like, level 35, okay, and, and all of your windows harder, are empty, and you're fast. just done, and you know you're done, and your mom is coming through, like, one of the windows. What do you do? You can save her. She's got the uh, the nuclear bomb that wipes all the zombies out, and it's her that drops it. What do you do? Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. man. I don't 
know what I would do. My mom's kind of fragile. I love I my think, mom too. I don't think. I don't think she would even survive the transition to becoming a zombie, to be honest. No way. Let's say she did it and she gained, like, super, you know, she's, like, retard strong. You know, she's, like, crazy, just uh, zombie. That's not out, very, even that's not very like, nice, man. Some, there's probably some really strong retards out there. Or, you know, there are. Like some, oh, you're right. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'll like, edit that out. <laughs> like, like, Lenny from of Mice and Men. You know? mm-hmm. I'm really trying to delay mm-hmm. answering this question. Because I, I don't know. I don't know that there's... There's not a right answer to that. I, you know, I mean, does it make you more or less human if you shoot someone that you love in that situation? Because it, it is a choice. If there's no coming back for them and they're going to kill you, then it is right. morally forgivable to shoot the person. But at the same time, does that it's mean your that mother. you're losing your humanity? Yeah, that's your mother or that's your loved one. Some sort. Yes, that's... I don't know. What do you I, do? Would you shoot me? Man, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. That's tough. Yeah. What What do you say, listener? Talkstorypodcast at gmail dot com. Yeah, Hit drop us, us a line because we want to figure this out. Like, what do you guys think? Does zombie mom live or does zombie mom die? If it was your mother and not mine, because I no, it's you, if it's your, your mother. mother. I would, I would shoot, shoot your mother. Duh. Obviously. Of course I'd shoot. I'd, I'd shoot you. I'd fucking yeah, play. I love your mom. I'm sorry, but she would have she wouldn't yeah. even make it through that fucking window. I'd have it I'd have that shit boarded up and nuked and yeah, I'd be on level thirty six. I'd be glitching. <laughs> That's cause you're a cheater. <laughs> Alright, moving on. Right, yeah, so, moving on. Fuck. Okay. How is this crazy shit over in Egypt? Imagine if zombie apocalypse broke out in Cairo, man. What's going on over there? Kind of, man. I guess Mubarak is uh, not going to be running for election again. Which it's just a really odd thing to think of. Okay, okay, okay. Million dollar bet. Years. You're betting all of your assets on the time where he'll leave office. How much time do you give Mubarak before he bails? Uh, I don't know. I think, I think he'll definitely. Gun to your I head. Think he'll. I. I think he will stay in until I don't know when the next election is. Eight months. Think, what's that? Eight months, right? Eight I think someone so. else will largely take over, assume responsibility for running that government because it's just too hot for Mubarak to stay in. Well, I'd like to see what the situation is now. I. You know, I don't think that he's really. I think that Have probably... you not been seeing what's going on? Have you seen what well, happened? I know that like, you know, the... all the violence and shit? Yeah, they turned violent. But... And now it's peaceful again, and now there's all kinds of people, but this fool isn't going to step down. He's like, I'm Egyptian bitch, I'm going to die on this soil. He's not going to flee. He's not really conceding well, anything. You know, you know he, I... he hasn't even said that he's not going to install his son. That's not going to happen. Well, see, I think that would, I would frown upon that, but I would hope that, you know, it seems like a lot of Egyptians really are committed to this change, and so mm. I, really, I really believe that that's something that anyone that loves their freedom, any patriot from any country, if you love your country, if you want what's best for it, then you should be willing to stand up to a mob of, I don't know, I guess, government supporters. Right. I, I, you know, I think that that's, that's fundamentally the last thing that we can do uh, you really your last defense against tyranny really is to to object to it physically by standing there, mm-hmm. maybe risking your life, but making that mm-hmm. statement 
publicly that's visible. I don't typically support activism, but I don't. I really don't believe that. What you don't? These, you wouldn't be out there rioting and shit. Oh, I totally would. But you know, it's it's not. I don't see it as the same thing as you know what we do here, where you know Glenn Beck throws his little rally in Washington, and then you know John Stewart does one too, and then. You know, the environmentalists no, no, throw their little No, our city. activists, that's the yeah. thing, that's the thing, because the when we're talking extremists, it's a huge, there's a gigantic difference between uh, an extremist from, you know, the Middle East versus an extremist over here in the U.S. The I don't extremists think they're extremists. Over here, I would frown all, you know, on what the they use do, of that can, term. I frown on the use of that can, term okay. politically. I think of these people as proud patriots and... If I were Egyptian, I would be proud to stand with these people because I think that's the number thing, one. Though, one man's patriot is another man's terrorist. Well, do you consider them terrorists? These peaceful protesters? I think it's admirable. No, not at all. I think it's yeah. I think it's admirable as well. But when you look at the other side, because I also sympathize with the people that are trying to make it legit, and they're like, like trying to make their business make work, legit? you know, and all these. They're just trying to survive, and all these people are disrupting business and their lives, and they can't survive, you know, because of all these protests, and they're essentially grinding everything to a halt over there. So I can understand, like, hey, all right, you guys got your message now. Let shit return back to normal so I can make money again. Well, I agree with you there. I do see that. that side. But on the other hand, no, no, I, I, I absolutely identify with the masses that Mubarak should have definitely stepped down by today. It didn't happen. They're hoping that everybody, you know, everybody's there, that he would be out by tonight. But that hasn't happened so far. I would, you know, if I had to bet it all, I would say he'll step down in the next week, I think. He's going to step down in the next week? I, I think that's entirely I hope so, possible. because I don't think, I don't know, because it's not going to be tolerated if he orders a government-sanctioned crackdown on everybody to, you know, forcefully disperse everybody out of there, that's not going to work for him. You know, the only reason, the only reasonable way it really is going to happen is if he steps down, if there's an interim government in between until the fair election happens. Well, you know, I think about, you know, the way things went in America, and I think, you know, to me this resembles more the approach that, I guess social change took in the 1960s rather than the way that we fought tyranny with, you know, the the yeah. fighting the British. I think it's a very different thing, and I think it's good. I think it's very admirable that they're trying to do this peacefully, and to me that says that they're committed to positive change because they're not trying to tear the government down. You know, this is not mm -hmm. – it's, it's not done out of anger. It's done out of frustration, and I can identify with that. Frustration is right. This fool's been in power since uh, Reagan. 30 years, man. Yeah. 30 right. years. Right. Like I was reading a good analogy of it is imagine, you know, when Reagan got shot mm -hmm. and um, George Bush, the elder George Bush, took over. Mm-hmm. And it was it would be as if George that older George Bush were still in power today. That's how long Mubarak's been in power in Egypt, just running things. Yeah, but older George dictator. Bush wasn't the worst president we ever had. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not making a comparison between the two. Strictly, you know, as like a timetable, just reference. It's a good way to you know see to to relate what it would really be like because you know I, I i like to think that we got fair elections again 
but we got fair elections here in America. I don't know. Yeah, well, we did in the last last time, the other time around. But that's a, that's a whole other story. What I'm talking about now is like the change going around in Egypt is becoming not just a, a political thing anymore. There's like the religious right that's also trying to gain traction amidst all the chaos. You know, they're trying to take advantage of this power vacuum that's going on. Because the thing is that there is no real leader about this movement. You know, it's just people getting together. There's like all of these... You know, just uh, religious, conservative types where they have the full robes and, you know, long beards and whatnot. And they're standing next to uh, girls in tight jeans and high heels. It's it's crazy. And it's peaceful. And what also trips me out about that is the army. And it makes me wonder what the military's role is because, you know, all the, the protests, is the army is just there to... I don't know what they're doing there, but it's... Uh, they're not fighting the people they're not fucking things up you know they're just kind of like all right we're out here we've got a presence out here but what, what are they really doing well i think it's a difficult situation that would be a really difficult situation to be a soldier and i mean i yeah. wore a uniform i mean you know i stood i stood at a guard shack on 9-11 mm-hmm. you know with a weapon held on fellow american citizens checking ids and it it was scary man i tell you Yeah, but imagine imagine it's like the other way around, though. Imagine it's the other way around where the people are, you know, adulating you and they're giving you hugs and food and feeding you and shit. And you're just like, all right, right on. You're not enforcing the curfew. I'm not here. I'm not going to fucking shoot you. I'm just here to hang out. You know, it's a. it's crazy how, because that's what I expected at first, like a huge crackdown where the military would be like shooting fools, you know, and they were, and they were tear gassing people and whatnot and using those rubber bullets and everything. And But once that died down after the initial looting and then the peaceful movement really happened, then it tripped me out that the army was like stepping down, the, the guns were pointed outside of the square, you know, and they played it cool. And I was like, wow, what a, it's crazy what's going on right now. It's this well, huge huge social change i love it i think the the way that it's supposed to go really is the military is supposed to protect against enemies external to the state while the police protect Mm -hmm. from enemies internal to the state right but that's the thing because the police don't have a presence since the looting started like how many days ago what 10 12 days ago Mm -hmm. and and the ones that are still there are the fucking corrupt ones that are backing the NDP party, like, you know, backing Mubarak and going in there and causing trouble. Like, the, all this violence that broke out two days ago, that's because of, like, the pro-Mubarak fucking thugs riding in on camels and their horses and shit with swords, and this shit got medieval, dude. They're fucking busting up, prying up sidewalks with crowbars to break it up to make stones to fucking throw at each other, and they're using, like... <laughs> corrugated like aluminum sideboards just for shields and it's gnarly out there you look at the pictures and stuff dude it's brutal well see i think what happens between citizens ought to be between citizens you know when when it becomes a, a matter of when it becomes a matter of official military or police forces stepping into mm-hmm. it i think that's where you really have the political fallout because that builds animosity between the citizens, yeah, yeah, it, it violates, right. a violation it's of like trust. A, it's a Tiananmen Square it's again, it's all over again. Yeah, right, you know. because you're not supposed to suppress the will of the people, like forcefully. It's what it is, and that's that's you know that's why I can dig what Obama 
is saying right now, and that's why, like a lot of um, the conservative side think, you know, well, that's what I read that they that they feel that he's handling it well and saying, you know, we gotta stop this shit. You need to get the fuck out, otherwise the people are gonna tear you limb to limb. Yeah. Well, I guess my prayers go out to all the people that are protesting, you know, whatever side they're on. You know, I, I identify with, and I think that if I were in the same situation, I would like to think at least that I would have the moral fortitude, the courage, and the strength to stand up for what I believed in. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm here in Washington, D.C., and there's a lot of protests. You know, there's a lot of different kinds of people here, and I guess, I don't know if maybe I just don't recognize, you know, I, I don't know, Arabs, Muslims... Egyptians, I, I don't really right. want to pigeonhole it, you know, but sure. people from that region that identify with that, you know, where it's part of their culture, part of their roots. If Hawaii were in turmoil, you know, I would be the first guy out there waving a flag, you know. But Yeah, uh, but that's the thing, because can you really thing. imagine, it's, it's such a different situation where uh, I can't really picture that same movement on that kind of scale happening within the U.S. in this day. You know, because it's just a completely different background from what they what they've had over there, and you know, like uh, Tunisia, that's where it all started, really, with those guys. You know, they started ruckus and they kicked that dude out, and then the Egyptians were like, "Hey, that's not a bad idea," and they now they're you know stirring the bucket, and it's it's causing this massive change. Like the mm-hmm. the king of Jordan, he dismissed his cabinet, and that's like a preemptive move to defuse a potential bomb in his own country, you know, and um, I can appreciate, like, you know, the, that? Is the that, efforts that these other countries are Is that King Fahad? Fahad or something? Jordan? Yes, Jordan. He's, he's got a fine wife. Queen Rania's fine. Bro, dude is balling. He has a fucking crazy, crazy palace. And Well, anyway, but what's important is that he canned his entire cabinet. You know, just to be like, all right, look, we're going to hold fair elections, and I don't want what's going on in Egypt to fuck my shit up. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I, I, you know, going back to the Hawaii thing, I'm going to go out on a really big political one. If anybody from Hawaii is listening, there's probably all 11 people that are listening to this are from Hawaii. But We're going to lose some people? Well, I... All right, fuck them, whatever. I, I don't know about, I don't know about lose people. I'm just kidding. I, I love you. Come back. a little bit controversial. Um... I want to state before I say this that I am part Native Hawaiian, but I support sovereignty for Hawaii, but not Hawaiian sovereignty. What do you mean? What does that mean? I'd like to see Hawaii achieve an independent status because I think it'd be uh, better for us economically. It would give us leverage at least to kind of transform the economy of our state and Mm -hmm. move away from the tourist industry, which is failing. Our economy is failing. Yeah, but how could how how would you sustain yourselves as you know an entity? Well, I'd like to move a lot more towards the the telecommuting model and really integrate us into the economies of the places around the Pacific Rim. We're right between the U.S. and Asia, and we've got a lot of relations with those people. But the majority of the money that we've got coming from Japan and China is really from tourism, and it's not. Not very See, much. that's the thing, though. When you say state. we, you mean the U.S., which you would be seeding from. I you wouldn't so. have the benefit of those relations anymore. 
no, were you to strike it out on your own? I think it would transform those relations dynamically and allow us, basically just allow us the freedom to choose our own path, which is an option that Hawaii has never had. Yeah, but that you know that brings up the whole like the historical aspect because the Hawaiians have been trampled on for so long mm. that they there would there's little economic um, incentive to really make it feasible. You know, I mean, like yeah, okay, so say they get their own land and whatnot. What are they gonna do from there? What what do Hawaiian people do with what little they get? I mean, I don't know. Is it worth? recognition at the cost of admission but see or, that's you know, that's concession exactly to the bayonet I, that's exactly and the whole overthrowing mean, exactly what i mean yeah. about sovereignty for hawaii and not hawaiian sovereignty though because mm-hmm. the way that i see it i don't think that i would as a native hawaiian as a citizen of hawaii as a local and just as a person i i would not want to hand hawaii back over to any sort of monarchy, because I don't think that that sort of thing exists in Hawaii anymore. I just really don't. Right, well, and I not, think not, that... they don't really function like that. They're all constitutional monarchies now, where the actual king and queens are just figureheads with no real power. That's the only real way that monarchies exist, in this day and age, at least. I guess so, but, I don't know, would we choose to be a representative democracy? Would we choose to be a parliamentary system? I... You know, I really don't know the answer to that. I don't know what the best route is. All I know is that I'm very concerned for the next 20 or 30 years of our state, you know, as our healthcare system becomes overwhelmed, as a whole bunch of mm-hmm. other, as the good old boys in Hawaii die off. You know, our, we just elected Neil Abercrombie, uh, mm-hmm. former hippie, and probably the the oldest, Fun. the last of the good old boys, the last of the guys that really could stand up. Well, I guess represent what... That's the other thing, though, because Neil's had plenty of time to stand up. He's had plenty of time to stand up and make a difference. You know, it's not—it's not like it's—it's a a new thing for him. You know, he—he had—he's had opportunity, ample, ample time. I agree. I agree with this. I'm not so concerned with what his record is. I'm more concerned about the generational shift that's going to happen because I think it's really scary that people from our generation. You know, people that were born in their 30s and 40s. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, I look at the last election, uh, the representative for the Makiki Tamless area, which is kind of, you know, it's an upscale area, was this, you know, I don't know if she won or not, was this girl, Tracy Okubo, who's our age. I mean, she went to Sacred Hearts. I actually knew this girl in 7th, 8th grade. Yeah, there's weird. another guy, Michael Chang. He's Stanley he's Chang, too, Stanley Chang, yeah. Stanley Chang, thank you. That's yes. right. He's... He's yeah. not much older than us, if at all. No, he's not. You know, these are both very well-educated people, and I think that, you know, they've got the... Think, yeah. he's a he's a financial advisor, I believe. Is he? So he does something, well, maybe not not what you do, but... Yeah, I, I, you know, just the, the age, the age range and the fact that like the fate of not just Hawaii, not just America, but of the world. You know, our generation yeah. is kind of, we're not spring chickens anymore and so it's kind of a scary thought to know that people our age really are going to be making the big decisions for things and i look at where i'm at in my life and i look at where the people that i know that are my age are at you know i'm just not entirely positive that we're ready well i don't know that anybody could really be ready for that i mean how do you get ready to assume responsibility for the world that you live yeah. in? yeah you know? i don't know that's 
That's a tough one. Yeah, and I was reading his book uh, by this, these guys, Strauss and Howe, and they charted mm-hmm. generations back to the 1500s, and apparently our generation has a lot in common with our grandparents' generation, uh, the GI generation, and Strauss and Howe's, I guess, I don't know if it's a prediction or a forecast, I don't know if you, most most of our listeners, I don't know if you consider those those two terms to really be different in implication, but... They're saying that we're going to be facing a major crisis in the 2020s, and... Wait, what terms are you talking about? Forecast and prediction. Okay, wait, what about it? Well, they say that we're going to be facing a major crisis, and I think, when I look at the world, I think it's a a convergence between a number of things. So, we've got uh, economics, failing economies, uh, the environment, we've got global climate change and global warming, which are... Uh, for the record, are two entirely different things, so people, please don't confuse the two terms. There's a big difference. Global climate change refers to the changing of the climate, and global warming refers to the warming of the planet. They're different things. Of course our listeners know that. Our listeners are, are smart people. Let's not, let's not look down on them. Well, the, the terms are, I'm in Washington, D.C., and I hear those terms bantied about as though they're the same thing, and I think those people yeah, see, you're just picking up it. that fucking they're political doublespeak. They're just wrong. Yeah. So, no, get your vocabulary uh, yeah. straight. No, it's definitely a real phenomenon, and it's definitely affecting our mm-hmm. planet as a whole. I, 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 I didn't recycle for a while, but I try to now. We do now. I recycle, so I try and do my part, and um, I don't really help out much because I have six dirt bikes, and they pollute the environment a lot. I think, you know what, I'm going to make another provocative and controversial statement here, and I'm going to go on the record saying that your dirt bikes, given the amount that you use on the amount of fuel that they burn, even the amount of Mm -hmm. two-stroke oil that you put in, Mm -hmm. all the the lovely-smelling blue smoke that I I love to smell with two strokes, Mm -hmm. by the way, and the sound of them and the feel of them, I think they're wonderful. Um, Mm -hmm. Those dirt bikes, my two-stroke moped, out less pollution, they have a smaller carbon footprint over their entire lifetime than does a Prius or any kind of other hybrid or electric vehicle. What? What? Yeah. You're, you're claiming your two-stroke 50cc moped is cleaner than a Prius hybrid? I'm not claiming. I'm stating a fact. Okay, well, that's fairly obvious because you have to take displacement into consideration. No, it's not just that, but, but the the environmental cost of producing a battery, environmental, what what it costs you in resources, what it costs you to ship that and to oh, produce that. When yeah, you look at course. what it costs to make a Prius and what it costs to run one. The overall footprint is greater. It's much greater, but the fact is, yeah. it's, it's kind of like that I, I smoke cigarettes. By the way, uh, for all I listen, I think probably everybody that knows you me knows a lot that. Of cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the issue here really is not the fact that I'm killing myself or that I'm killing other people because I'm relatively considerate about. It. I don't like to smoke near people that don't also smoke that aren't willing to subject themselves to secondhand smoke or thirdhand smoke. I don't want to do that to anybody, okay. but the issue is the smell. It stinks. And yeah. I think that's why people are posted. And it's the same reason that people don't like two strokes is that because, you know, there's that big cloud of blue smoke following you. It's not really what it does to the environment. It's the fact that it offends people. And I think oh. 
No, it's not. It's not offensive. It's just that it's 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 not clean at all. Compared to a four-stroke, the amount of pollution is fucking way more. And then when you multiply that by how many bikes are out there worldwide, it's mm-hmm. it's the whole reason why they don't make two-strokes anymore. Well, most of the manufacturers have turned their back on two-strokes because four-strokes are well, it's not fundamentally cleaner. It's not fashionable because the green no, thing, no, the, fuck green, fashionable. the green thing is no, in right hard now. Numbers. Greenwashing is in right now. It is it's being just, in DC. It's much greener. Uh, well, you know, if you're in some place like China where everybody's riding two-strokes, but overall, I think that my two-stroke and your dirt bikes really pollute Hawaii a lot less than, say, you know, the, what, I don't even know, how many cars do we have in Hawaii? How many, how many single-car drivers do we have in Hawaii? I mean, is it more responsible? We have a lot. We have, like, a very high, uh, like, car per capita, like, Everybody has a fucking car, basically. We do, but I mean, is it, I mean, you're really going to tell me that it's more traffic too. Is it really more environmentally friendly? Is it really more considerate to your neighbors and to the people that live around you to drive? I don't know, say a Hummer or the SUVs that are really popular in Hawaii. I mean, just because they're four strokes, you're really going to tell me that that's better for people and for the environment than my little moped? I don't think so. No, but uh, you know it's it's the whole it's the whole like uh, every not, not everybody's gonna ride a moped or a motorcycle. Everybody should, but nobody does. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, on that note too, I got a uh, on a recycling thing. I got I got uh, lectured by this girl the other you day. Did? Yeah, it was over the weekend. We we went to oh that's another story I got to tell you about. We went to. The Asian market went to the Korean market. Well, let me get through this for a oh, second. Oh, you thing. found the Asian market. I did, and it was awesome. But we're gonna hold off. Is on it that like home? Minute. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, you know, we're when we're coming back to my house, my friend actually rented a zip car, which is a really cool thing. We'll tell a story about that too, I guess, if we have some time. But mm-hmm. you know, she had brought a printer for me, and I guess uh, she had is this beautiful color laser jet printer. This thing was like. 90 pounds it's huge you know it's a laser jet and it's this is like right. an office quality industrial strength printer and so i didn't want it because i don't print things for one okay and yeah and you know so she she didn't want it either and so her thing was that if i didn't want it then we're gonna throw it away because we have a dumpster you know over here at my apartment so it was we're carrying sure. i'm carrying this this gargantuan printer monstrous super heavy out to the dumpster and this there's this girl standing by her car i guess with i don't know if it was her boyfriend or her friend or whatever so like you're not really gonna dump that here are you and it just gave me stink eye yeah it was it was strange you know well because it's not environmentally friendly and so she expected that i was going to take this 90 pound printer that I was not responsible for. She's like, well, if you take it down to Office Max or, you know, one of those stores, they'll recycle it for you for free. And they'll also charge you like 20 bucks. Yeah, well, apparently they give you some sort of credit, you know, but uh, I don't oh. have a car. And so, you know, I'm not I'm not going to take this thing on the metro. I know. What is she going to drive you there? You're like, let's go. I almost yeah. got uppity with her, you know, and I remember that everybody over here is, like, uh, a freak about health and a freak about the environment, even though oh. their policies and their practices really, I think, are hypocritical and destructive 
and we can talk a lot more about that. And you know, if you want to check us out and leave comments flaming me for my beliefs on our podcast page, then please feel free to do that. We would welcome the discussion, but that's neither here nor there. So thankfully, HTTP. It's uh, talkstorypodcast.wordpress.com. Talkstorypodcast.wordpress.com. Talk about the environment, and I will tell you why Name hugging trees. Well, hugging trees isn't bad for the environment, but recycling is bad for the environment, trees? and hybrids are bad for the environment, and organic whoa, whoa, foods whoa, bad whoa, for whoa, the environment. Whoa, 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 back that, back that shit up. Uh huh. I didn't even finish the story about the printer yet. Okay, so tell me you just dumped a printer right at her feet and be like, you deal with it, bitch. Absolutely not. The guy that she was with, you know, I was like, well, I don't want it. And so do you want it? And so my friend pointed out the fact that it was a color laser jet. And so the guy that this girl was with was like, yeah, well, I'll take it. You know, and I handed it Sweet. to him. Perfect. And yeah, yeah. And so, you know, we got other situations well, without nicely, me then. saying anything stupid. And I, I thought it was really funny because... Basically, I was almost offended that she felt the need to criticize me for not wanting a printer that wasn't mine. And so when the guy grabbed it, I just dropped it. And he almost fell over. You dropped it and he almost fell over? Well, now I, that's he, had, funny. He, had, he had grabbed it. He had grabbed it. I'm like, you got it? He's like, yeah, I got it. And I just let go. And so when he felt oh. that it was, you know, this this monstrous weight. Then it's yeah, those yeah, things are, like, those well, things are you right. know, if you want to complain, why don't you take it on the metro? I know, and then she's like looking at her man, and you're like, What the fuck are you gonna do with that now? Mm-hmm. What and, an asshole! And you know, I have a, I have this feeling, I'm not entirely sure, and I guess I would have to research what Office Max or Office Depot or whatever these stores do when they recycle it. I mean, I'm assuming that they probably just ship it off to China or India or one of those places where you see kids picking through computer garbage. What do they do? Where does all that shit go, all the recycled parts? Do they just melt the plastic down? What do they do? It's like the toner cartridges. Man, that is a fucking racket right there. Mm-hmm. Printers and toner cartridges. Those electronic waste in general cost more than the freaking printer does. It's crazy, mm-hmm. man. The ones at our office are like two bills a piece. And that's just for red. You know, you want to print blue, you got to dish out another two bills, boy. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking racket, I tell you. Well, you know, I really want to talk more about the environment. We've spent a lot of time talking about politics. and I, I love the I, environment. You know, how about let's let's save that discussion for episode three. And I'd like to move on towards to, to talking about the Asian market and how much okay, okay. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a great experience. You're Asian. So. It's a market. What do they have in there? Asian shit. But, well, okay, so the the story around this one is my friend, she's from Hawaii, too, and okay. her friend that decided to go to the market with us is, mm-hmm. I guess she's Cambodian, but her last name is Kim, which is kind of, that's a, that's not really, I don't think that's a Cambodian last name, but. It's got to be by marriage. No, no, I guess uh, her parents are both it's from a Cambodian Asia. Name? Yeah, they, they both she commented on how odd that was. She did. Anyway. Yeah. But we went to the Korean market. So it was the Korean market. Uh, oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, and so it was great. You know, I'm in there, and it's just... It's such a relief to go somewhere 
where you feel strange and foreign and find that there's familiar food. Like mm-hmm. I said, you know, at the beginning of the podcast, I don't really miss Hawaii so much as I miss familiar people and familiar foods. Right, right. Yeah, we touched on that in the last episode. Mm-hmm. It's food is so important. You know, it's one thing that you that everybody identifies with. You know, everybody has comfort foods. And for us, it's found in Asian markets. We're Asian. What do you want? Oh, like Asian was, food. So it was fucking awesome, sue us. though. So I, you know, I you walked get? home. I got a. I'm eating so good up here. I got a pound of Colbead short ribs, mm. and packs of yakisoba and kewpie nice. mustard, and okay. sukiyaki beef. Damn. Yeah, I loaded up. You're eating better than I do. I did. I am. And I love and it. And I'm surrounded by Asian people. Yeah, well, you know, and so I got Ono for uh, this thing that my mom, I don't know, that there's not really like a name for it. It's Tobiko crab rice. So what it is is it's a layer of rice with a little bit of furikake. Uh, mm-hmm. Furikake is nori and I think sesame seeds with a little bit of salt mm-hmm. and some sort it's of like other It's like a Japanese. sprinkling, like a topping you put on rice. Yeah, you put it on rice. And so then you take that and you mix crab, uh, shredded crab, with tobiko, which is, I guess it's roe. It's kind of like Japanese Fish or Asian meat. Asian caviar, sort of. And you yeah, mix sure. that. Yeah, that, that works. Yeah. Yeah. So you mix the tobiko with the crab and mayonnaise and a little bit of the sriracha, the, the chicken hot sauce. I guess that's the, the hot sauce, the yeah, chili hot sauce. sauce, chili sauce, something like that. Yeah, and then okay. you you bake it and you spoon it onto nori and you eat it like that. That's uh, damn. That sounds like grinds. It is. It's grinds. It's really good. But make me hungry. My mom's is still better. I think she's a better of cook course. overall than I am. Mom's but... cooking is always better. Mom's. That's because moms know how to cook. You know, that's the thing, and that's also another. I don't know. It just seems like women, girls don't cook these days. Is it just the the women I know? Or does nobody know how to cook anymore? Holler at me. Talkstorypodcast at gmail.com. You cook? Me? Get at me. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No, our listeners. I don't know. I was, I'm doing this report on, on health. You know, we're looking at how America has become a really fat country. And that okay. heart disease yeah. and diabetes and all these other conditions that are associated with obesity. Well, yeah, you look at uh, 20-piece chicken McNuggets and extra-large drinks and fried french fries and potatoes. and uh, Yeah, you look at our diet, dude. Fast food, we're full of fucking fat. No wonder we're so obese as a nation. We are overweight like motherfuckers. It's disgraceful. Well, a lot of it, we're looking back at the history of this, and this really started with the baby boomer generation. You know, the generations mm-hmm. before that, the, the silent generation and the GI generation, our grandparents' generation, they cooked. Mm-hmm. You know, but there was a big emphasis on family, and so there was the expectation that you would spend the weekends off or your time after work with your family. And it wasn't until the baby boomer generation that people really got consumed with work. We started sitting behind desks more often, and... Because we didn't have as much time, we people started eating out at restaurants a lot more. And so that's, I think, where the tendency towards this sort of thing, towards... It's, you're actually right what it style. is when you say it's about the baby boo generation. When when was the 
Nixon, 70s, mm-hmm. 60s. Right around that time, um, the Attorney General. Attorney General? No. Who's in charge of, like, the agriculture and stuff? Um, whoever is in charge of that under Nixon at that time basically went all corn. I, I heard about this uh, from a documentary that Kevin Smith was talking about on Smodcast. Okay? And basically, at the time, when Nixon was a power, his guy was telling all these farmers, like, okay, we're going all corn now. You're not diversifying your crops. It's, it's wall-to-wall corn. And basically, that corn is the whole reason why food is so cheap for us today because of all the products that have come from it. Mm. And one of those products is uh, high fructose corn syrup. High fructose you know, corn it's a syrup. Simple sugar. That's the whole fucking reason why we are so obese as a people today and so fat. And there's this huge. There's a documentary about it. How basically everything that is like. There's just corn and everything that we eat and like come in contact with these days. Just the way that we manufacture food and everything that we grew up on and everything that fat people are eating. You know, no offense to fat people, but basically it's just our diets as Americans is because of corn syrup. Well, I was that really, I was really proud looking chicken at nuggets. really proud looking at the statistics. Hawaii is actually. We're not the hell. Colorado is actually the healthiest state. They are, but Hawaii's up there. Right. I mean, we're in the top three, I think. You know, right? That yeah, was yeah. Awesome. I, you know, I think part of it is that we don't have winter, and so we spend a lot more time outdoors. Hawaii is a surf culture. It's a skate culture. You know, we got a lot of runners. It's just joggers, the environment bikers. out here. Yeah, I mean, it's, you, just it's crazy when people to go to the mainland, and you know, if you grew up here, you live here all your life, you go to the mainland, you move away. You know, you, you're gone for a long time, years. And when that person comes back, it's it's it changes. The mainland changes people. It's just, I don't know what it is. Well, it ain't going to change me, you know, like when no, I went to... No, you're only there for five months. That's not long enough to yeah. really bring about a change. But, oh, man, when uh, one of our other friends moved up to uh, Texas to play in a band. Mm-hmm. And when he came back, holy Mikey. shit, he was just, yeah... Again, with the mentioning names, what's that? What up, Mikey? Anonymous. What's up, Mikey? (laughs) I haven't talked to Mikey in ages. Holler at me. Mikey, you don't probably listen to this anyway. But anyway, when he came back, when Mikey came back, he was a different, different person. It was, I don't know, just something in the air. If it's just the humidity here, I'm not sure what it is, but it's, uh, I like it here. You know, it's it's a lot... The air's a lot drier on the mainland. You know, you get a lot of static electricity and stuff. I hate getting shocked. So, I'm tired of it. Oh, my goodness. You must be dealing with that every I have to ground myself before hour. I... The, the doorknob to the bathroom at work is exactly the kind of steel that shocks the shit out of you. Fun. Yeah, and I've found Fun. that... That's one thing I don't... That's just what... That's another thing... This one other item on the list of things I don't like about the mainland. Might static I make the recommendation... I'll make the recommendation, though, that, you know, if you come up here and you're in the situation where you're getting shocked, the best thing to do is to not touch your finger to it, but touch your palm. Because it hurts a lot less. Oh, sure. Okay. Okay. Handy tip. uh, Going back to the high fructose corn syrup issue, though, when I went to – this is something I feel passionately about. I know it's really bad for me. I know it. I'm not contesting that. But when I went to Europe, Europeans Mm -hmm. and I guess people in a lot of other – places in the world 
don't use high fructose corn syrup in the No, they use the real thing. Yeah, they sugar use, like, beets. Cane sugar. Sugar beets or, or, sugar beets, or exactly. cane syrup. Yeah, something like right. that. But the Coke, the soda Organic tastes, sugars. it tastes funny. It tastes different, you mean? Yeah, and it's different. I guess some people no, no, funny. I think a large part of that is down to the water though. Perhaps. But I you know, when I got back from Europe, I landed at LAX and the first thing I did, I didn't just buy a can. I didn't buy a 20 ounce. I bought a liter and I tipped that bastard up to the sky. And I chugged that thing right there in the store one <laughs> shot. Probably going to kill nice. me. Maybe I just took 5 minutes off my life with that one bottle, but I tell you that was the best tasting bottle of Coca-Cola I have ever had. It was terrific. Mm. I like it. I'm I may not support high fructose corn syrup, but I'd like to never see it taken out of Coke. No, that's never going to happen. You know what it's it's definitely a large part is the the water content mm-hmm. because when you drink like fruit punch, mm-hmm. you know, from a fountain here where you have local water mixed into it versus uh, fruit punch in the bottle. It's so different. It's still Fanta. It's still fruit punch, but the flavor's completely changed. I don't know. Well, that's another thing. Would you Would you do me a favor? You, could you just send me some tap water from Hawaii? Because What? Yeah. The water tastes terrible here. Tap water. Tap water tastes terrible. I can see why yeah, everybody buys bottled water. You know, we've got... I don't know if it's fluoride or chlorine or what it other It is fluoride. It's nasty. Yeah. It's hard water is what it is. It's, uh, you need, you know what you need is just get one of those filters. You'll save way more money than buying bottled water. Get one of those filters that goes right onto your tap and you'll save dollars. I so, guess so. That's good you know, advice. Need, need, need to get one of those, you know, a, a Brita is better. Something. Is, is that know. the slogan? Uh, it used it to be when we were younger. I don't. Really? I haven't had TV, so I haven't seen a Brita commercial in a long time. But I tell I don't you, think I've ever seen a Brita commercial in my life. They did. They were running around the same time as the Grey Poupon commercials, and that's how long it's oh, been. Grey Poupon I had... commercials, I definitely remember. Pardon me, but do, do you have any Grey Poupon? Wasn't that that was Fabio? But of course, but with Fabio. Fabio, oh man. Actually, you know, one thing I think about Fabio is that that fucker has a lot of motorcycles. He's got a huge collection. Well, he ought to use, like, the model for a whole slew of terribly sappy, bad romance novels. So he should be pretty rich. He is, but what I like, you know, that's what I say. He's he's a writer. He's cool. He's one of us. What's up, Fabio? Holler. (laughs) 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 Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Right on. Well, I think that's just about all the the time that we've got for this podcast. So, I don't know, Ken. Did you wanna Did you wanna say anything else? Do you have anything else to tell our our listeners before we cap this off? Yes, we do have one thing left. It's the game of what if. Dun 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 dun. Oh, I almost forgot. You almost forgot. Okay, okay so I will I'll, has... I'll explain this, and you go look up your funky question. Okay, so... Oh, I've, I'm ready. I've got the prep. You can explain. Oh, are you? Okay, so the game of what Actually. if... This is the segment of the podcast where Ken's got this book of great hypothetical questions. So he's going to put me in a situation 
I don't know if they're morally compromising or what, but these are odd questions, and so we're basically going to give our answers to some of these hard-to-answer questions. We'd like to hear from you, too, so uh, why don't you hit us up at our website. What is it again, Ken? Well, you can, our email is talkstorypodcast at gmail.com, okay. or our blog is talkstorypodcast.wordpress.com. Okay, so... There, there it is, and so, so what's, what's the, what's the question? What's the what if question for the week? Okay, let's see here. All right, here, here's it. We'll, we'll keep it friendly. We'll keep it friendly. We don't have to get too gnarly just yet. Maybe, yeah, we've delved into, we'll we've jumped into some pretty heavy political concepts. Uh, I think I'm probably gonna get a lot of flaming for, you know, my sovereignty and my environmental comments but i really like to have thought provoked i really like to see some of the thoughts and questions that come out of this discussion before next sure. week where i'm going to tell you exactly why it is that this greenwashing thing is bad but anyway go ahead why it's bad to be green mm-hmm. okay are you ready i am if you had to lose one of your five senses which would you give up Hmm. Well, I'm already pretty much blind and deaf. I could, uh... I guess I would give up... Well, is it like, you know, when you go blind, when when people go blind, they they get their hearing improves? Would would this be one of those things where if I lost a sense... What are you, daredevil? Are you, like, using your whacking, like, metal poles with a stick and using sonar and shit? <laughs> I don't know. No, like, if you had to lose one of your five senses, you know, so your senses, you know, sight, sound, smell, feeling, and hearing. Oh, well, well sound is hearing. <laughs> yeah. What am I forgetting here? Which uh, would taste, you lose? Taste and touch. Taste, thank I think. you. Yeah. Touch, yes. We got I think. It. I would probably. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on. Let's flip the script. Okay. If you could only keep one sense, keep one which sense. Which would it be? You're losing all others. You're losing four. You can only keep one of them. What, what would you do? I'd keep sight. I think I would have to agree with you on there. I would have to keep sight. So was, what's your reason? Suck. Well, because obviously we have to be able to see to function. Uh, to our fullest capacity, I think it, to not have sight is pretty major. You know, it definitely it's it's a disability. You know, I'm not saying I'm not putting down blind people because blind people do amazing shit. You know, they're they're capable. They're just as capable as everybody else. But it's it's a handicap nonetheless. You damn and, skippy man! I saw a blind man walk down the longest escalator today, and he really? was like hoofing it. You know, and really? no, nobody yeah, got out crazy. of his way. Nobody got out of his way. They just let him do his thing, and mm-hmm. he's he's motoring, man. I, you know, I had a he's he's a tall guy. I had a rush to keep up with him. Sure, but I wow. give I give that guy See, that's credit, confidence. man. You're right, absolutely. But I would have to keep my sight as well. Although it would suck not to be able to smell or taste or to hear music. Oh, I would die without music. I love music so much. That would, you know, that's funny because I almost think about, like, would I rather 
be able to hear music than to see. But you, you know? lose video games and movies and and everything and seeing motorcycles. You, right. Oh yes, yes, that's true. That's so true. That's I so see. True. It, yeah, it, it's I, one of those yep. things. Like final it, answer. Yeah. Keeping sight. Keeping sight. Okay. Moving on. Here's another uh, easy one. Let's let's. Go. I'm gonna, gonna throw two at you. Two two this week. We're doing two this week. Okay. Why not? All right. This is another easy one. You know what? No, let's save it. Let's save it. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna save. I agree. It. Just going with the one. Shall we wrap things up? We should. I'm good. I think so. Good. Thank thank all you right. all of our listeners. Hopefully, we get more than eleven this week. Uh, build it up. Keep us going. And thank you for tuning in. Hit us up. Let us know what you think. Send us an email. TalkStoryPodcast at gmail.com. It's probably the fourth time I've mentioned it. But Keep comments, in. suggestions, we apologize for the shitty sound. We are learning this as we go. Ghetto equipment. But anyway, that's all the time we've got for this week. So thank you for listening, everybody, and stay cool. Shoots!
Trying to live. 